I would like to be traded to any other team but the New England Patriots. Big brain predictions. That's what I got. Take it off, sir. This Washington football team beat the Steelers. And that person. EDP. Yes, but if you lose this game, I firmly believe we do not need to make playoffs. So Don't you ever disrespect <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, guys? Welcome back to After Further Review. This is episode number 42. I am your co-host, Jalen Brown. I am our other wonderful co-host, Shaquille Brown. Shaq, a lot has happened in the last 24 hours. Yes. yes both <laughs> sports and personally. Yes. <laughs> I just realized that. Uh, yeah, how, how has your past week been? Anything you'd like to mention? Anything you'd like to congratulate? Uh-huh. Um, I would like to say that um, I, for once, always prove myself over again that whatever I call the exact opposite's gonna happen. Right in the sports world, uh, the personal life, I boot up. So let's slap on a hole, ladies. <laughs> I'm sorry. You had your chance. Been shouting it out for about 41 weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> now look at y'all, looking stupid. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to just rip up all these applications. Uh, heavy mailbox, the chat, I'm just upset right now. <laughs> if you guys get too wild, we will block you. <laughs> exactly. YouTube only allows so much, so. <laughs> Stay out of his DMs. Exactly. He will block you personally if he must. Uh, you, you know, you had your shot. You, re- you really Game's did. Game's on. It's over. Champion now. It's, yeah, just like that. Dude, you, y'all are in the same shoes as Phoenix is right now, so yeah. go ahead and get comfy in them. Uh, yeah, it has been quite an interesting past few days, like I said, both uh, on a personal level and on a athletic level. Uh, but anyway, this is the show where we talk about the NFL and the NBA. Although they are both over right now, but don't go anywhere. We're still talking about them, I assure exactly. you. Uh, yeah, so even though it's the off season, we have plenty of off season basketball and football stuff to talk about. We're still breaking down every single division in the NFL. We're breaking down our top five uh, position players when it comes to the NFL and NBA soon. We're going to be doing some interesting trivia stuff starting next week. Some very interesting trivia stuff. The only way that we could do it, of course. Um, yeah, and of course, we've got news that still happens throughout the off season. So we will still be here every single week bringing you guys hot new content every single week. We won't miss a beat. I promise you that. <laughs> Y'all never get bored with us. I promise you that much. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing you will not get is bored. Uh, yeah. I do want to mention, if you're listening to the show, you can always watch the show on youtube uh it is melheim's media that is where you can see an array of different podcasts uh this is just one of them probably the best if you ask me Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's if you want to subscribe to the channel you can catch us live on video every wednesday night at 9 30 p.m eastern standard time and you can weigh in in the chat that is full of a bunch of upset women who are just clamoring uh, to have us removed from the internet. Look, if you're seeing this, then it's too late. Well said. The one in current grade, Drake has once said. <laughs> uh, yeah, folks. Again, that is just Mel Hunter's Media. Subscribe. 
and if you hit the little bell you'll get notified every time a every time we go live so there's that but anyway we're gonna get right into the show this week uh we're going to run through what happened last night we have of course the top five running backs which we've been pushing back for a couple weeks now <laughs> it's like a third week was trying to yeah um then we're gonna go through some news some comments and uh last but not least round it out with our nfc south breakdown but first and certainly not least the bucks won the nba finals yesterday their first title in 50 years this was miraculous this was something i did not think would happen even though our prophet over here You're said wel- it would not happen. Y'all are welcome, just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> because I said it. <laughs> it didn't happen. I said y'all would lose, so by default, y'all have to win. <laughs> it's only right. Uh, Jack, what did you think about this finals as a whole? As a whole, for some reason, they stuck to their guns of being the team that they are. A two-man team of Middleton and Giannis. Giannis driving the ball every time. Middleton, one for every five games, this man decides he knows how to play basketball. And it worked. It sure did. <laughs> All the way to the uh, holding up that trophy. So, if yeah, broke, don't fix it. Yes, that's a very good point. Yeah, the, the Bucks did not get here by changing their game, folks. If you look at pretty much this entire playoffs, they did a coach bud is still their coach that man is not making any adjustments and somehow some way it worked uh it was a great series though i will say even though like on paper one team did win four in a row you would think it wouldn't be that interesting but it was still a great great series um it just kind of goes to show like a game six at the end of the day is a game six like no matter how you get there once you get into like six or seven it's gonna be entertaining regardless um i will give just the bucks organization and coach bud his credit i know i give him a lot of crap on this show i'll give him their credit they they got the job done even with all their boneheaded <laughs> decisions uh somehow it worked in their favor because um, at the end of the day what they pulled off was extremely difficult like no matter who you're playing no matter the circumstances uh winning a championship is not anything easy or ordinary anything like that like that is a a difficult thing to pull off um on the other side though coach williams he did have a little bit of bud in him on some of his decision making on not deciding to make any adjustments um i think it's not like it's the only mistake or what cost phoenix but one of their most major mistakes was not switching up the matchup of putting Aiton on Giannis. And just sticking with the one-on-one, we you know what we're gonna die with Aiden guarding Giannis. Like you should have probably brought in a double team, triple team at times. Like just get the ball out of his hands. And Monty Williams has decided no, Aiden is our guy. He's gonna lock down Giannis. He never did. Look at the scoreboard. My thing about that is they started bringing in a double, triple team at the end of the fourth quarter. That man's already on fire at that point. Mm. Damage has been done. You need to do that to keep that man. Like, not heated up during the game. Yeah. Start early in the game. Worry about double, triple team. Don't wait till the game is on a line. Last five minutes of the game right. to start double, <clears throat> triple teaming. Right. And at that point, usually everybody else around Giannis, they're also hot now. So if he does have to force the ball away, Middleton's hot, Holiday's hot, Connington's hot, like, like all of them are just as hot. So, like, you're right, like a little too little too late. Um, but like I said, that wasn't the only reason Phoenix lost. I'm definitely not blaming this on 
Monty Williams, but it was one of the more important things. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, inter- like very interesting, entertaining series. Um, pretty sure I watched just about every game. Um, yeah, it, it swung quick, fast, in a hurry. Like two games in, everybody, Phoenix and four. Phoenix and four, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> weird enough, everybody after Milwaukee won their first game, everybody's like, Milwaukee is six. <laughs> and everyone's like, no. Everybody else in the league was like, no, no. <laughs> And then they won four <laughs> games straight, and they won the six. They had what, what was the numbers like? Over sixty thousand people outside the year. Outside yeah, the arena. Like 60, 65,000 people at just surrounding yes. that arena, which is nuts. And then another twenty some odd thousand inside that arena. Just looking at the crowd outside, you can kind of say, "Yeah, there's no way they don't close this out tonight." There's just no way. Yeah, their fan base is just. They know they got to perform for their fan base. You <laughs> <laughs> know, they got like, damn, they're all, what, I want to say 100,000 people, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're getting up. They're like 80, 80 something. But, I mean, if you're on the a player, you're on the bus coming into the arena. And you see that. <laughs> you're like, Phoenix is like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's been real, at, boys. I'm sure at a certain point, they could probably hear people from inside. Outside of there, the there might be, <laughs> it might be that many people. And the, like I said, you let Giannis bro up. Man had 50 points. Yeah, like five or six blocks for the game. Yeah, he had. I think he had like nine or ten rebounds too. Like yeah. he was like defensively, he was still playing his game. And oh yeah. So and on that same subject, did this change your perception of him as a whole? My thing is, I never thought he was a bad player. I just hated him for the shit talking that he did after he beat my team. But I definitely say, ranking wise, after doing this and the weight on his shoulders for like a youngish, youngish player, mm-hmm. I would put him currently after this one top five, like best players currently playing basketball at this. Current oh time. yeah, I. You could argue top three at you this could, point. You could, because you got to not start arguing between like, um. KD, LeBron, him, like, yeah, yeah as right, like, without yeah. a doubt, yeah, because now he's he's at to me in my mind he's at the point of LeBron in his earlier stages of his career, mm-hmm. like before LeBron started to really get a jump shot, uh, a consistent jump shot that is, that's what he's starting to remind me of as far as just like if he gets downhill, there's just nothing that you can do. Uh, but yeah, it this did change my perception of him a bit. Not his play style, not uh, like his role in the team and all that is still the same in my mind because he didn't change anything there. Um, but he did show that he can get the job done in the postseason because that was my really my only knock on him up until this point was uh, whenever you know the, the Bucks would get back into a corner in the postseason. Giannis would have those moments where he would just kind of fold and like defense would put up the wall. Everybody would always remember the wall is all you got to do to stop Giannis. Put up a nice wall in the paint. Don't let him get to the hole and he can't shoot. So there's that. Uh, but this year he, he did his thing regardless. And, you know, him, I made the comparison earlier this year during the NFL season. Him and Lamar Jackson are very similar in my mind where they do one thing really, really well. Uh, but the other part of their game, you know, Lamar throwing the ball, Giannis shooting it, is very lacking. And, you know, come the playoffs, the opponent is going to take away that one thing that you do really, really well. So whatever 
your backup plan is that's got to be strong too, which Lamar has yet to prove you know, that he can do that. And Giannis technically still has yet to prove that he can do that because he still can't shoot. But in this instance, it didn't really matter because he got his way with the play style. Yeah, exactly. And throughout this entire postseason, like when the rubber needed to meet the road, Giannis stepped up every single time. Like when they were down – to go to Brooklyn, and people were like, oh, man, this series is <sighs> Come on, hurry up, Brooklyn. Put, put them out of their misery. Let's get through this. And Giannis stepped up every single time. And the Atlanta series, so it was, was kind of weird, and he went down with an injury. Thank God his team was able to, to get the job done even then. And in this series, same exact thing. So I Went down 2-0 and then came back on 1-4 straight after that, and it was yeah. a wrap. So. He, he never fell asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at pretty much there, – there was not a single game where I was like, oh, man, Giannis just, just wasn't there. Like, he may have not had some great games, but he was always extremely involved. It was at least – you could see he was always trying without a doubt. Like, his effort is unmatched, I think, as far as superstars go, because you will never see him take a night off when it comes to effort, which everybody else usually does. That's, you know, to, to some degree because, I mean, you're human. But Giannis is going to play as if it's, you know, he's a role player who's playing for a contract every single possession. And he showed that uh, throughout this entire postseason. So I got to give him a bunch of credit. Even when, you know, teams would try and build a wall, he just was like, I'm, I'm, I don't care. Like, you're not keeping me out of this pain. I'm getting to my spots and doing my thing. And in Phoenix's case, if you decide not to build the wall, you see what's going to happen. He's going to average 30-something points and then close you out with 50. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mel's in the chat saying that the team that won it the most stepped up when needed to win, which is, I mean, that is exactly the case. Mm-hmm. I feel like like Phoenix did fold a little bit at a certain point in the game. You're looking at them, it's like they clearly do not want this way booker did not go over there unfortunately did not score the points that he needed to to yeah maintain yeah cp3 you can tell he's doing all right he's got his he had his mid-range game kind of shooting yeah up there, get up there but like not enough to compensate for the fact the rest of his team probably wasn't <coughs> where they right. needed to be phoenix showed their age mm-hmm. in that game six like the you know most of those guys have never been in that situation before uh so I mean, not that the Bucks have been to a finals either, but just playoff experience in general. The Bucks have been to plenty of playoff battles, while Phoenix has not. And I think it just kind of in an elimination situation, which I don't think Phoenix has been in up until that point. Like they've pretty much cleared through everybody easily up until then. So that was like the, the first time this playoffs that they had their back to the wall. So it showed there, and CP3 really was not doing much at all in the first half but in the second half he finally turned it on but it was you know too little too late at that point so uh yeah and then moving on to the the last thing with this uh as far as next year goes how do you think these two teams will perform uh in 2021 2022 um i don't see phoenix doing as well as they did this year for some odd reason i just don't feel <laughs> see them <laughs> having the power and ability to repeat another finals visit. I okay. see I see Milwaukee doing another deep like okay. playoff run. It's just a matter of how well do the other teams learn and adjust from this on mm. stopping Giannis. I feel like Giannis is still as great as he is now, still has an improvement and 
if he improves his shooting, that actually might make them another finals contender if he can actually. Yeah. Granted, none of the teams that we predicted last year or last season that would be here again came anywhere close to a degree to being here. <laughs> right. I did. I wrote this down somewhere. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, give me one moment, people. I, I marked down. Okay. So at the beginning of the season, I think before a dribble was played, I had predicted it would be Lakers, Bucks in the finals. So I got half of that right. Shaq predicted it was going to be Lakers, Nets, which I think was the common prediction. Mm-hmm. But obviously that was the case. But um, anyway, go ahead. I just want to put that out. Yeah. There. So I see the Bucks doing another deep run next season. It's just a matter of how does how does Giannis react and how does he improve his game from here on out. Do you see them making the the finals again? Um, it depends how healthy other teams can be when they get there. Granted, and not to take any credit away from them, they did have a little bit of help from playing broken teams mm-hmm. to a degree. So it's a matter of how healthy can other teams be when they get to that finals long stretch with them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say a lot of this, the same thing there. I don't want to get too much into the roster side of things because we obviously we have no idea. We don't work for either one of these teams. So I don't know what their intentions are as far as bringing people back. Um, I will say that CB3 is kind of a question mark right now because he just, I think he turned down that one-year extension that Phoenix just offered him um, because he wants a longer-term deal, which I don't know if they're going to give him that because obviously they don't know do they want him that long or not, but um, we'll see. It's Again, it's just kind of hard to say. But, I mean, Phoenix, they have a very young team, so a lot of those guys should be back. Um, Milwaukee's been able to keep a lot of that core group together i would imagine if we go out on a limb here they can probably bring a lot of those guys back too um obviously Giannis is not going anywhere um but yeah like you were saying like health is a a very big part in this and not to take anything away from them but um because at the end like that is a big role like if the healthier team these a lot of times will go deeper in, in the playoffs like that's just part of the game um but, yeah, not to take anything away from them, you know, Brooklyn wasn't at 100%. Obviously, L.A. wasn't at 100%. Denver wasn't at 100%. Clippers weren't, like, pretty much everybody in the playoffs was not at 100%. Uh, so, come next year, most of those guys will be back outside of Kawhi, who apparently won't be back until the all-star break of next year. Uh, but, anyway, yeah, a lot of those guys are going to be back, so we're going to have to see how they you know handle that at least come the postseason I, I don't think the regular season i think they'll both do great in the regular season um but postseason i i still think that both of them will be a a, a force to be reckoned with without a doubt um i don't see a finals repeat i'll say that now i don't think both of these teams are going to make it back to the finals next year um but i i Agree. I do think that Milwaukee has a solid shot. I think out of either one of them, the better shot at coming back to the finals. But I don't know. It's just kind of hard to say. We'll have to see what happens in the offseason. Um, the Lakers have a good chance at making a big splash this offseason. Um, Brooklyn will have another year to more chemistry now, more experience under the belt. I, I'd imagine that they're going to improve their bench this offseason. Hopefully. <laughs> so. I'm assuming come this next playoffs, I don't know. The Bucks, you're going to have a, a even stronger monster to deal with. 
Philly, if they do get rid of Ben Simmons, um, whoever they have to bring and fill his role, they're going to be better, just straight up. Um, and then the, the, the Clippers, I'm sure, or I don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm not even going to mention the Clippers. Uh, the Nuggets, Jamal Murray, he'll be back from his injury. I don't see the Suns sweeping the Nuggets if they have their starting point guard back there. So it's just kind of hard to say right now. But, you know, come start of next season when we actually give our, you know, preseason finals predictions, we'll see what happens because by then we'll have more information as to what's going on. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, no, I don't I don't see a finals rematch. But uh, I, I like Milwaukee's chances a bit more, which is kind of obvious since they did just win the damn championship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's just more so can they keep those two groups together, and you know not let because if if the Suns somehow they can't work out a deal with Chris Paul, don't see them doing nearly as well. No, not for sure. I they need Chris Paul in order to do anywhere near what they did this past season. What if <laughs> I'm just making phone stuff at my ass? What if they were to somehow get Dame Lillard? No, I don't. Uh, I don't see that. Really? You don't think Dame Lillard's a huge upgrade from Chris Paul? <laughs> to, to me, like Steph Curry and Dame Lillard are the two best point guards in the NBA. Uh, no question. It's a slight upgrade from CP3. I feel like <laughs> Dame Lillard could average thirty points a game. But do you see if you were to take out CP3 out of his equation this finals and put Dame Lillard? Do you see them still? Losing this finals to Milwaukee with Damian Litter instead of CP3. No, I think they win this thing. If they had Damian Litter in this place. Does <laughs> that solve your answer, though, for Giannis, though? It doesn't solve your answer on that, like, defensively, no. But offensively, I'll tell you what, they aren't putting up 11 points in the first quarter. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. If you let a low-scoring quarter go by on your front, Damian Lillard is not about to sit here and be like, well, I'm gonna break all of my shots. Like he's he's putting up, he's gonna get his shots. Like there's just no question about that. But obviously, I don't think that's realistic. I have no idea if they can afford him. But yeah, whatever. Moving on to a topic that we have been behind on. Yeah, <laughs> but finally got around to it, and that is our top five running backs. Currently in the NFL, so a few weeks ago we did uh, wide receivers. Uh, this is, again, folks, currently we are taking um, running backs based off of their performance last season and along with our uh, kind of projections for next season, and this is our, our top five in the NFL. So we're going to start at number five and then work our way to number one. I will kick it off here. My number five is Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. John Taylor was a a bit of a surprise to me personally last year. Um, he did an outstanding job taking a lot of the pressure off of old Philly Rivers. Uh, he's an outstanding back. Let me pull up some of the stats here. Um, Jonathan Taylor had a 1,169 rushing yards on 232 carries um 11 touchdowns in there 
old John Taylor is <laughs> one of those <laughs> undercover uh, fly-by-night. Like most, you know, his name is not going to be brought up amongst a lot of the elite running backs. But if Indianapolis does not have him, they do not make the playoffs last year because he was a huge, huge help when you had, especially when you had Philip Rivers, the, an older guy. They can lean on old John Taylor to get the job done. So, hey, John Taylor, you want to come to uh, New England? We'll, we'll give you a, a Capri Sun and or a Or you know, come to another wonderful dynasty, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we well, got just as many rings as they do dynasty-wise. So, you know. uh, On the bright side, you'll be used to it, an old aging quarterback there. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> just like home. Comfortable. <laughs> Ain't nothing better than shoes you used to running in. So. <laughs> Who was your number five? <laughs> Mine was Saquon Barkley. I chose okay. Chose those number five. I feel like he's just a very reliable, consistent back that you. <laughs> do. Don't you laugh at the man? You let the man do this. Hey, I was gonna use a bunch of words to describe Saquon Barkley. The last one on my list would be reliable. <laughs> I mean, it's been like two games in the last two years. <laughs> they're running backs. Not everybody is. <laughs> I feel like out of all positions, that's the running back position. Those are hard. Position to get consistency out of. I saw the first word you described it was reliable. <laughs> I've seen the man like twice. I can't even find his stats from last year because I don't know how much he played. Uh, which is probably little to none. Not enough. I still think he's still just enough of a. I love that Cam Newton in there. <laughs> I, yeah, that's very funny. Um, I yeah, I mean, when he is on the field, he's outstanding. Outstanding impact-wise. So I was like, yeah, the few appearances he does, he makes just enough of an effect, too. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said a couple weeks ago, the Giants have announced, like, a really, really good squad right now. If Saquon can keep every single tendon in his bone from snapping this season, uh, I mean, he, he can be a powerhouse for them and be another one of those weapons that takes the – pressure off of old dj uh but yeah he's outstanding outstanding running back just a matter of can you stay healthy right boy can you stay on the damn field number four i've got none other than green bay's aaron jones a solid solid running back this dude is just as elegant of a runner as you'd find if i could find the right words for that uh he is a a assassin when it comes to uh red zone situations you've got aaron Rodgers back there who can put the ball into any tight window down in the red zone but at the same time they'll switch it up on you real quick and give it to the other aaron and he'll just run it in for a quick quick touchdown uh yeah he had nine on the season 201 attempts and 11 uh, 1,104 rushing yards. Uh, so, yeah, he's back with Green Bay this year. I thought he was going to leave, but Green Bay paid the man, which is huge props to him. Um, yeah, he's one of those dudes that's just a, a lot of fun to watch and also kind of easy to forget. You know, when the quarterback is one of the best to ever do it, a lot of people forget that. You forget there's another Aaron there that is – just as I'm gonna say, just as responsible, but a huge reason for the Packers' success in recent years. Um, yeah, Aaron Jones, I think he's outstanding. Gotta give him man props. My number four is gonna be Nick Chubb. Okay, Chubby. 
Nick Chubb, I just think, granted, I probably should have no reason to like Nick Chubb in the situation the team is in. <laughs> Absolutely none. None, but like I said, unlike, that's the big difference between the Browns and us. They actually got a run game to a degree. They have an outstanding run Whereas game. we have zero to a non-existent run game for some <laughs> odd reason. <laughs> so Nick Chubb getting up numbers, doing this thing for an upcoming team, so much closer to getting another ring than anybody in our squad. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have Nick Chubb as my number three. Um, like you said, he, he's just a, a great running back. Um, low key, too. Like, he's not the type of dude to make a bunch of noise. I mean, a lot of times running backs aren't. Like, this just doesn't seem to be their personality. Um, but he seems to just be really, really down to earth and chill. Um but he's, I mean, he can move. Dude. Like, once he gets bulldozes past a couple of guys and gets downhill, you can just kind of kiss him goodbye because that dude is not easy to take down. Uh, but he had 12 touchdowns on the year. He also had 12 runs of over 20 yards. So, like like I was saying, once he kind of breaks off, he's he's gone. Uh, but, yeah, he had 1,067 Rushing yards on 190 carries. So, Nick Chubb, he's probably, in a weird way, like, he's probably my favorite running back in the NFL right now. I just really enjoy watching him and and the way he plays. And just, like, his build just kind of, like, stocky and just completely moves dudes out of the way. And (laughs) seeing him just get downfield and nobody can seem to take him down is just really entertaining to me. But... Personally, like that's probably my favorite running back in the league right now, besides uh, Sonny Michelle and James White, of course. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chubby is my number three. Uh, who is your number three? Chef? I chose Alvin Kamara. I chose okay. number three. I might not have the flashy numbers or some of the one when it comes to total rush yards, but that man has touchdown for days. Yes. Um, like I said, no, he belongs on another team that has a very outstanding quarterback. Right. What he yeah. did, so it was like. They weren't using him amazingly, but they need used him for the important moments at third and two, those right. smash into the end zone when he needed him. So he played his role, and I feel like he's very reliable, reliable running back. Right. And let's not forget, he had 16 touchdowns last year in about, was it five of them came on Christmas Day? Yes, that one game. I forget who they were playing that day. I think it was Minnesota. Yes, it just, it was just I remember watching. I remember watching that game, and it was like, God, you stop. It's just crazy to me that he had about as many touchdowns in that one game as a lot of running backs did the entire year. Yes, so they had no answer for that game. And that was just amazing. To me. Yeah, Alvin Kamara, man, he is like you said, red zone threat that should be your one of your biggest concerns especially this year that now that breeze is gone mm-hmm. where is Kamara on the field when you're down uh, by the goal line so uh yeah Kamara's a great pick um number two i had to put fsu's finest dalvin cook holding it down for the minnesota vikings if dalvin cook was not there i'm sorry vikings y'all would be <laughs> trash <laughs> I know y'all like Captain Kirk or whatever, but uh, D. Cook is where it's at. Look, the best captain to ever do it was Crunch, so I'm going to need y'all to. <laughs> Sometimes if you playing like him, too. So. Uh, yeah. D. Cook, 312 attempts. Uh, he had 16 touchdowns last year on um, 
basically a little over 1,500 uh, rushing yards, which is like a crazy ratio. 1,500 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns to show for it. Um, he's not the fastest dude out there. Like His big pickups, there's not a bunch of them, um, but his the way he can maneuver through the defensive line is nuts. Like He can get out of there. I've seen him just fit his way through some crazy pockets and uh, pick up a bunch of yards. So not the fastest dude, but he knows how to get the hell out of uh, harm's way, I guess you'd say. So I put Talvin Cook at number two. Um, I think we probably got to end up having the same number one and two, but my number two is also Dalvin Cook. Putting up numbers, getting it where it counts. Another person just getting in there, getting the yards that he needs, yeah. running the ball, and actually – using his head when running instead of just moving his legs actually getting to where he needs to be that is fsu's finest take that Jameis winston uh number one (laughs) i think is undoubtedly derrick henry for the both of us undoubtedly (laughs) yeah i mean his numbers are just way above me on anybody else's he hit the uh, 2000 rushing yard last year he joined some very elite company rarefied air on that one uh, which is i mean god bless him that is one hell of an accomplishment uh but yeah he was just numbers wise way ahead of everybody last year uh 17 touchdowns on the year hit 16 rushes that were over 20 yards which is absolutely if you, if you look down the line of anybody that came close to 16 there's not many yeah the next closest was a dozen for nick chubb and my thing about it, even if you're looking at his rushing yards, 2,000, the closest person was Dalvin Cook with 1,500. <laughs> right. so. Just about 500 <laughs> yards more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. But, yeah, I mean, we don't just say much about Derek, Derek Henry. Dude's a monster. You cannot – one man cannot tackle him. No. It's as simple as that. <laughs> you better get half your defensive line on top of this man because one man is not touching this man. <laughs> when you see the ball going his way, like you just got to. Uh, we are shifting the whole line that way. We are doing everything known to mankind. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Morgan Brown in the chat. Uh, we were looking at a little stat sheet, so we couldn't see the, the chat at the moment. But It's all right. It's not like my name is. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to greet me. He was greeting an animal on the other side of that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, Derrick Henry, we both agreed, was the best running back. If y'all in the chat want to say <clears throat> who your top five running backs are or just who your, your, your number one was while we're on break, uh, because that is obviously what's coming up next. So leave that in the chat. When we come back, we'll take a look and uh, see the horrible picks y'all came up with. So. Yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. And we are back. I see y'all really hopped on your assignment. Way to be uh, proactive there, folks. Anyway. All right, trust me. I know one of y'all in the chat was not good with homework, so. <laughs> I don't mention any names, but uh, you know, at least one person. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, on to the news for the week. Uh, so, obviously, we're in a bit of a time where news slows down a bit. But regardless, uh, Aaron Rodgers turns down his 
contract extension that would have made the hot would have made him the highest paid player in NFL history. That's when you know that man don't want to be there no more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said, "Miss me with that? I will take my chances going somewhere else." So um, everything is still pointing to him probably still coming back this year, but uh, beyond that. Aaron Rodgers is not tied to the Packers long term. So uh, there's that. Moving along, President Biden says it's time to start calling Tampa Bay the city of champions as the Bucks visited the White House just a couple of days ago. He clearly has never been to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a man who's never been there. Exactly. Anybody with eyes that has been to the city of Tampa. <laughs> I'm about to pull up the photo here. This is just an out, outstanding little group photo. It's good to have a team back in the White House. Um, yeah, we can see. Uh, if y'all haven't seen the photo, you can do your own damn research. But uh, it's gonna sound really like bad to say this, but parts of that picture looks like oh. <laughs> <laughs> A bad inner city school photo. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, got a pres- you got the principal in there. You got a teacher. You got the one kid who feels need he needs to be class leader, and everybody else. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> I was focused on <laughs> some of these guys scream Tampa Bay on top of their head. He clearly went to elementary, middle, high school, college. Uh, yeah, anyway, folks, the um, Bucks visited the White House. They made their, their little championship trip. Got to joke with old joke with Joe while they were there. Uh, yeah, this is. Make sure he takes the dementia meds. <laughs> remember his name uh yeah i guess this is kind of like one of the first times like obviously over the past few years a lot of teams either not everybody went or the team as a whole just decided not to go so this is like one of the first times that a a team is finally back as a whole uh to visit the white house i wonder why that is but uh y'all can use your imagination on that one uh anyway congrats uh Bucks and Joe Biden, you know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, anyway, <laughs> next on the list, Zach Levine to replace the COVID riddled Bradley Beal on Team USA. Bradley Beal uh, got COVID and decided that uh, he was obviously not eligible to play anymore. Uh, and the Team USA was scrambling to find a replacement for him, and they came up with Zach Levine, who I think will be a Outstanding replacement. Younger, better, faster, jump <laughs> jumps higher. <laughs> Did I mention better? one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zach Levine, I think he'll be uh great for Team USA. Take that, uh Wizards fans. Cam Akers ruptured his Achilles during a workout before training camp has even started, um, and he will miss the entire 2021 season that really sucks uh for cam Akers there uh the rams apparently have no intention on looking for a free agent to take his place they're gonna just 
pulled people up from within the uh, hey, crevices of the, <laughs> the organization. Uh, yeah, so whoever they got, you know, at, at second, third string, bring them up, and I guess they believe highly enough in them to have them uh, run the ball for them on a more consistent basis. Um, but even though they say they have no interest in a free agent, good old Adrian Peterson is still out there somewhere sitting on his a wheelchair. <laughs> and i'll tell you what let the rams start losing a few games due to not being able to run the ball i can see it now rams sign adrian peterson why adrian how broke are you that you are still in this league trying to cash out anybody who's desperate enough he's still looking for that uh payday Morgan Brown, uh, oh, is, homework late, but here, yeah, he's he's coming with his homework. First of all, Barry's, he's, he's, it's current, <laughs> current. Did not follow the instructions. Uh, out of the current players, I think there's two in AP and Derrick Henry, and AP's kind of uh, iffy on that one. So, uh, I just love how I clown this man for not doing homework. <laughs> turns it in late, and then still turns it incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Rams have a good chance at signing one of the greatest running backs of all time. Here. They have Morgan signing them. <laughs> uh, yeah, now moving over to our poll results from uh, game six. So I asked the question of who's going to win game six? Is it, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks? Or is it going to be uh, a game seven for the Phoenix Suns? 45 of you said Bucks in six. 32 of you guessed uh, the Suns. So obviously the majority got it right there. TikTok came in the clutch again. (laughs) If I do have to go back to game one, it was a complete one-sided affair. With 83 of you saying the Suns and 20 saying the Bucks, y'all had a lot of confidence in the Suns in game one. Yeah, but, you know. I did for different reasons. But. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this is why you need to come watch live because there's certain things I refuse to repeat on this show. I <laughs> can't make this shit up. Honestly, people. <laughs> there's one thing I know about the other Brown. The other Brown is very honest <laughs> yes what's going on you would be the person on trial like homicide i'd be like what, well, play I by was, play <laughs> was a little uh inebriated so <laughs> love it yeah morgan is blaming his misinformation on his current state of mind well, yeah. we're gonna move into the last topic oh actually i almost forgot before i move to the last topic I swore that I would read some of these TikTok comments. Of course, I love the people that come here at beef. <laughs> uh, there was a little video of Chris Paul being clowned today. Um, somebody, sorry, you've got a, a random username, said, so sad they worked so hard. No, I don't know. Jose6110 said, I told you he was a loser, referring to Chris Paul. Jesus Christ. Horrible. <laughs> uh, this was yesterday. Under Converts69 said, 
F the fraudulent sons. I don't know what makes them fraudulent undercover, but uh, yep. Lester31 on 60 FPS with the Fortnite uh, <laughs> profile picture. Lester, I was going to say something really mean, but I'm going to refrain from saying it. Said Bucks and Six. Wow, Lester, you must be a prophet. You said that on the verge of the wing. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anthony Detota3. I don't know if that's pronounced your last name, but um, this was on our Eagles prediction video when we were predicting the Eagles record. Uh, Anthony said, W against Atlanta and Detroit. Honestly, one win between those two teams. <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> should, you should probably look at your own damn team before you start throwing out wins. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm just leave it. Look, there. y'all can be honest if it gets your own team. It does not matter if it's your favorite team or not. Be honest. I cannot wait till we get to my division with the Steelers. Yeah, and trust me, I'm not gonna favor them just because we're a team. I, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Speaking of that, is a perfect segue into our last topic of tonight's show, and that's breaking down the last team in the NFC. I think we've gotten to everybody. Yeah, this is the last team in the NFC for us, uh, NFC South. So uh, what we do for these, uh, we basically go through each team's offseason, rank them one through four, who had the best offseason, who had the worst offseason. Uh, then we go through everybody's record, predict game by game, and then we predict how far the division winner or and or wildcard team will go in the playoffs. So. Let me move some things around here real quick. I'm going to bring up, of course, or actually, we got to do the off-seasons first anyway, so <laughs> never mind on that. Anyway, who do you think had the <laughs> worst off-season in the NFC South? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Huh? I think that the Atlanta Falcons, not that they had a bad off-season, they just had an okay off-season um, they made some good moves. They also made some not-so-good moves. Um, they did pick up Kyle Pitts with that uh, number four overall pick, um, and he should be an immediate difference maker for Atlanta. Um, he sh- probably will end up being the best non-quarterback um, out of this whole draft class. So, uh, yeah, that that was easily the brightest spot for Atlanta's offseason. Um, but then that's kind of where the real bright points stop there. Um, you would think they were heading into a rebuild based off of, you know, they get Kyle Pitts and they also send away arguably the greatest Falcon that they've ever had, Julio Jones. You would kind of think, all right, they're changing garb. Here comes in the new guy. We're going to rebuild around Kyle Pitts. But no, instead they decide to restructure uh, Matt Ryan's contract. So now he's going to be there even longer than he really should have been. And it's like, do we really think that Matt Ryan has a bunch left in the tank to still be your franchise quarterback? Probably not. So I don't know if you're going to stick with Matt Ryan. I would have begged and pleaded with Julio Jones for him to stay too. That way, at least you could have a three headed monster between Jones, Pitts and Matt Ryan. But now, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. Falcons, not that they had a bad offseason. It was just they're in a strange <coughs> position. And right now I think they're in that <coughs> position where it's like 
they should be in a rebuild, but they're kind of like, no, we swear we're trying to win right now. And they're just kind of kind of pushing back the inevitable rebuild until probably next year after they have an awful season this year. So that's, yeah. I chose Carolina as my number four. If you were to look at the previous episodes on other teams that play them in the Right, the games from where we predicted already. Predicted, I. That's a lot of games. I do not have them winning <clears throat> purely because I do not think they have enough firepower still and enough of their problems fixed to have a successful season. And I just do not see them doing well overall. And I, I still think they need another year of <clears throat> like added and rebuild them to go before <laughs> they become good. Uh, I have Carolina as my number three. Um, I think they had a good off season, not great, but just good. Um, they did address a lot of the issues that they needed to, which was primarily on the defensive side of the ball. Carolina's defense last year was bad to to keep it nice. Um, but yeah, they needed some serious attention on defense, and they went out and didn't go get a bunch of star players to fill those holes, but they did get on paper some slight upgrades so i gotta give them credit where credit's due even though it's not a huge upgrade in a lot of those positions um it is still what they needed and they went out and took care of that and that's kind of the whole their deal as a whole like at quarterback bridgewater clearly was not the answer so they went out and got sam darnold which will i think his ceiling is slightly better than teddy bridgewater like i don't think he's going to be Oh man, Sam Darnold, baby! I think he'll, you know, he might just be a little bit better at best than Bridgewater was. So, um, yeah, to me, that's just kind of the Panthers' offseason as a whole. They just marginally got better, so that's why I put them at uh, number three. And that's if you know Sam Darnold works out. Uh, but McCaffrey, you know, he'll be back. Yeah. So it's all plus. Yeah. Who's your number three? My number three was Atlanta. So mine okay. just kind of fit flop. I th- just think they did marginally better with. They weren't as bad. I feel like in my opinion, and I just feel like they just did a tad bit better. To me, they're on the same level, but Atlanta just got you. Do you think uh, Pitts will be a good fit in Atlanta yes. with with Matt Ryan there? Yes, I feel like it'd be a great fit for them and the team to do that. My question with Atlanta is, do you? I don't see them being very good this year. If come next year, you know, they have a losing record, Matt Ryan's still going to be there, depending on, well, based on them restructuring his contract. Will they still be like, all right, Matt Ryan's our guy? Or do you think they're going to try and make a play on a quarterback come next offseason? They'll probably do it come next offseason, try to reach out and grasp for another quarterback and another filler. Because they could just keep playing this little game. Like, if Matt Ryan stays healthy, they could be like, yeah, we got Matt for another couple of years. Let's go ahead and just keep on. I mean, (laughs) Matt's going to be, I feel like, that filler for the experience level once you bring on a new quarterback. Yeah. Have him show the ropes, and then by then, hopefully, his contract ends, and he kind of. It's just a matter of. Are they going to at some point get another quarterback? Because you can't teach a ghost. So uh, right now that spot is kind of void. But anyway, number two uh, for me, I put New Orleans there um, because they are officially starting the post Drew Brees era. 
Um, and they added a bunch of new pieces this offseason. Um, they actually have new starters at 10 different positions, which is crazy. Like, they've got a bunch of new people coming into starting roles. And it's just kind of like, all right, you know, this this is truly a new era. And we're kind of kind of start fresh. Not exactly, because a lot of the star players are still there. Um, but they did get rid of a lot of the uh, the group from last year. Uh, but, you know, they kept, obviously, Thomas and Kamara still there. Obviously, the best player on the team, Jameis Winston, still there. Um, but at the same time, Saints are starting a new – it's a new chapter right now. Uh, there's currently a, a uh, <laughs> Super Saiyan battle between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston on who is going to be the starting quarterback come September uh, – I think Jameis is going to win it as the best player on the team. I think Jameis Winston will probably end up winning that job. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll beat out Hill. And I think Jameis Winston will lead uh, his New Orleans Saints to – I mean, I don't think the Saints are going to have a great year. But I do think that he's going to have some great battles against his old opponents because he's still in the same division from when he was in Tampa. So I think he's – you're gonna have a lot of um, shootouts against the the Falcons, the Bucks, and the Panthers. Um, yeah, I think as a whole, the Saints probably handled this offseason the best they possibly could have you know, with their circumstances. Uh, so, which is why I put them at number two because they still are in a. I mean, hey, who's to say Jameis Winston does not come out here and instead of 30 interceptions, it's just 30 touchdowns? Come on, folks. <laughs> Best player on the team, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they got a kicker in there somewhere. <laughs> sure, he's accurate. If Jameis can still be Mr. 30 for 30, with those weapons, you know, with Kamara and Michael Thomas still there, I don't know, folks. I like literally the defense strategy for their safeties and like corners. Just go out there, move around a little bit. <laughs> Something will happen in your favor. Just keep your head up, your hands up. Exactly. This is not that just. <laughs> if we move fast enough, we'd never be able to tell the difference in you and the offensive weapons. Who's your number two? My number two is actually the Bucks. Okay. The Bucks. Interesting. The Bucks. I feel like. I feel like they've stayed consistent to a degree. Of course, they, they'll dabble here and there. But for the most part, they are still... They didn't mess anything up for themselves. That's why right. I feel like I kept them for number two. Is that They just kept it. They know what they have going on. They just didn't screw it up for themselves. And they just kept it consistent. And they know that it works for them. And it will probably work for them again this year. Right. That is why I have them as my number one for that exact reason. <laughs> Like usually when a team wins the Super Bowl, the following year usually they have to break up the band a bit because you know everybody's got a ring now, so their market value is up here, and they say goodbye. I'm going to get paid elsewhere. The Bucks somehow with some Tampa tax magic were able to keep, for the most part, damn near everybody came back. So, I mean, if you got a Super Bowl last year with that same team. I would like to imagine that you had, you know, just as good of a shot as winning it this year. Uh, I mean, I know that repeats are extremely uncommon now. Uh, the last 
teams to do it was of course my New England Patriots back in 04 uh, but at the same time got a pretty good shot at doing it this time around especially when you think about the quarterback that did lead that repeat in 04 is the same quarterback now yes, this would be the best built team to do a back to back and right. like, the city of Tampa will no longer be no more if you have two official teams go back to back or something <laughs> I wonder if that's ever. It probably hasn't, but I don't know if cities had two different teams go back to back in the same like season. Right, that'd be absolutely nuts. Yeah, uh, I would purposely host it again back in Tampa just for the shit season. <laughs> we're bringing it back to. Tampa. You know, it's not supposed to be here before just to see what it would look like in the city. We're gonna bring it back to Tampa. <laughs> And yeah, of course, my number one is going to be the Saints, generally because I feel like the Saints have fully accepted the fact that it is post Breeze era and they have, I feel like, mentally done what they could have done to change everything, to readapt and do everything. So it's like, to me, that shows a lot of a team accepting the fact that we just can't simply change at the quarterback and right, shit's gonna, everything it, else. To just no, place. you got to adapt to different weapons, different things going on, adjust. Because this is no longer the Drew Brees era for us. This is that James 30 for 30. Era. <laughs> Sounds like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, to me, I give them props for just accepting and adjusting to what's going on. Nice. I'm, I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, so now we're going to go into our game by game predictions here. Folks, give us a second. There's always a doozy. Uh, so I've already. Oh crap! I didn't do this for you. I don't think I did this on yours. But um, we're just gonna we're gonna start with Tampa for Shaq. I did not like I did last week. Uh, go through and fill out all your previous picks, which does come in handy when you're like, did I have so and so beating them? But I think I can do it this way for the audio listeners like what the hell is going on uh okay i guess i can just do it that way this also works all right <clears throat> anyway so tampa week one first dallas we already know you had fucking dallas is not winning that game uh at atlanta being atlanta or hosting atlanta right yeah they're atlanta. Being atlanta. the rams i'm pretty sure you said that they were not Winning that one, I, I I'm gonna assume you say they're yeah. beating the Rams. Yes. Uh, okay, at New England, um, they are beating New England. All right, they are four and zero so far, fuckers. Um, uh, they're hosting Miami. They're beating Miami. All right, Miami shooting up seventy five to catch an L. <laughs> the <laughs> Eagles, we're gonna cancel that in. <laughs> the Bears are gonna go ahead and. The Bears. Okay. Bucks have not lost the game. Then they go to two New Orleans on Halloween. Uh, I said they beat New Orleans. All right. <laughs> on a fucking hot start. All right. They beat Washington because okay. it's Washington. All right. The place with no name. They could beat New York. <laughs> All right. The Colts at Indy. Beat the Colts. Okay. Go to the A. Be the A. Okay. I say they catch an L to Buffalo. Oh, though. sorry, undefeated Tampa. It's not happening. Nah, the undefeated seasons are overly hyped nowadays anyway. <laughs> and they beat New Orleans. All right. 
Uh, Carolina, go ahead and just draw that L in there. Okay. I mean, W in there real quick. Gotcha. And it's the Jets. Okay. <laughs> and... Yep. <laughs> so Shaq has the Bucks losing to the Bills, and that is it. Wow. That's a, that's a hell of a year for the Super Bowl champs. Jesus. Uh, me for Tampa... All right, I'll make this very quick. Uh, versus Dallas, dub. Versus Atlanta, dub. At LA, Rams, dub. At New England, dub. Hosting the Dolphins, I say L. For some reason, it just seems like one of those games where the Dolphins, minimal travel. They come here and uh, just somehow get the job done. I don't know. Tom Brady, the Dolphins, they don't I always agree. losing Tampa now. He's, not, he's no longer <laughs> losing blood. He's got Tampa blood in him. It's, it's brainwashed now. Nothing like Henny in his veins. <laughs> uh, at Philly, uh, hosting the Bears, <laughs> Dove. At New Orleans, I say they lose at New Orleans. I, I really think it's going to be a freaking shootout. Jameis Winston about to light it up for 500 yards that game. Uh, yeah, for I an just, exchange of five picks. But. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow else still win the game. Yeah. <laughs> He's going against his old team who will be at home. He's going to be gunning it. Last time he played this team in the playoffs, he was one for one, one touchdown. Just just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Uh, bye week at Washington, dub. Hosting the Giants, dub. At Indy, dub. At Atlanta, dub. Versus the Bills, I also have them losing that game. Um, hosting the Saints, that game, they get the revenge, dub. At Carolina, L. Sam Darnold does his thing at home. Says, not so fast, Tampa Bay. Brady's on a sick bed. Yep. Uh, at the Jets, give me a break, and then they get the revenge on the Panthers. It's not sick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after splitting most of their divisional games besides the uh, low life Falcons, uh, so I have them going thirteen and four uh, come next year. So uh, both of us have them a great year. Shaq has them a really great year, but yeah, uh, even though, yeah. like I said, we're calling that they probably will get. Win four games next season. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Champa Bay. Uh, all right, Shaq, Panthers season right in front of me. Now, this is Nori's team, so keep that in mind as you bury them. <laughs> Nori, just know that <laughs> I find you funny as hell, very chill. <laughs> Notice so he's not mentioning the team at hand here. No, no Nori, this is nothing against you because <laughs> I find you funny as hell, but I'm sorry. <laughs> If you watch any of the previous predictions, you know damn well. <laughs> All right. They open up against the Jets. Do I have them playing the Jets at all? We have not done the Jets yet, so this is the first few of these are uh, dub against Jets. All right. Starting off strong, baby. L against New Orleans. Okay. L against Houston. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said that Dallas will beat them, but I will just I'm double sure I did check. That's me. Go down. Yeah. So yeah, they lose to the Cowboys. The Eagles? Did you have them beating the? Good God, no, you didn't. <laughs> they lose to the Eagles. <laughs> That is a four-game losing streak against half of the NFC East, might I add. But anyway. Okay, they 
take an L against Minnesota. Okay, hold on, let me just check <laughs> this now because we did also do that last week. Uh, you have Minnesota beating them, yeah. so make <laughs> <laughs> that a five game <laughs> They collected. <laughs> <laughs> No, are you talking to me next time you see it? <laughs> you can ignore me. Just <laughs> they are on a really, really bad streak right now, folks. All right, at Atlanta. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, they host my New England Patriots. Um, New England Patriots going to win this one. Oh, man. This is a... Uh... One of the worst seasons in Panther history, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, at the Cardinals, I guess we can go back and verify this one. Uh, Cardinals, Carolina. Okay, that's another L for the Panthers. Sorry. Washington, I can verify this. <laughs> I, ho- I hope I put Washington to beat them. Because <laughs> if that was going to be a game that I would give to them, it would be. <laughs> Washington, Washington. Okay. Yes, you do have them winning that one. At Miami. Take an L to Miami. Lord. <laughs> it's Miami. I'm sorry. They they just now really getting good. Um <laughs> they go they host Atlanta. L. You have the Falcons sweeping the Panthers. That's embarrassing. L to Let me go ahead. Buffalo, sorry. <laughs> Tampa. Tampa. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead and put that one in there. Uh the, at New Orleans, I put them as a dub against New Orleans. All right, they trade with New Orleans, and then the L's down for you. So I have them as what three? Yeah, you have the Panthers winning three games. <laughs> three and fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I clarify, Norris. This has nothing to do with you. I appreciate you. I love your commitment to your team, but they go through a rough patch right now. <laughs> if they go three and fourteen, Sam Darnold won't be able to get a job at a Dollar General come next year. Mark my words. All right, me and Carolina. Don't worry, you like mine a lot more. Hosting the Jets, dub. Hosting the Saints, dub. At Houston, give me a break with the Texans. Deshaun Washington is not playing this whole year, dub. At Dallas, dub. Versus the Eagles. I don't have the Eagles beating almost anybody this year, so obviously a dub there. Uh, Vikings, a little rough here. Vikings, L. At Giants, L. At Falcons, L. Against my Patriots, L. At the Cardinals, L. (coughs) Then Washington, dub. At Miami, dub. By week action. Atlanta, dub. The Bills. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Hosting the Bucks, I say they win that one. They're at home. They'll play the Bucks tough at home. I say it'll be a close game. They win it. At New Orleans, they lose that one. At Tampa, they lose that one. So they split. I think I have them splitting just about, yeah, all of their divisional games. So there you go. So eight and nine is what I have the Panthers finishing. It's still a losing record, but a much more acceptable losing record rather than Shaq's. So. That is where I, mean, I don't have. feel too bad. Washington, I gave them three games also to end the <laughs> season. So, well, 
<laughs> and two of them in the last two weeks of the season. Uh, all right, we'll go to. We just did Tampa and Carolina, so yeah. let's go to uh, New, Orleans New Orleans next. All right, versus Green Bay. Oh, yeah, I don't really need to second check that. At Carolina, I'm pretty sure you have them no. losing just about everything there. So I at New England, uh, it's a very hard game. I give this one to New England. <laughs> All right, that's what I like to hear. Uh, uh, versus the Giants, I think you have the Giants losing this one. Actually, no, you have them. Uh, yeah, you have the Saints winning or losing this one. Sorry. Washington, uh, Washington Dumb, probably. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't won three games, the odds of them, yeah, <laughs> being this <laughs> on Washington's schedule. If you guys look at it, ever just a ridiculous schedule for them to want to come up with. <laughs> um, and they go to Seattle, L, yeah. Tampa, L. Okay. Um, Atlanta. I'll give them a dub against Atlanta. All right. Um, against Tennessee, L. Philadelphia, dub. I'm going to double check with that one. Whatever the Saints, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or you said dub here, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Buffalo, L. Dallas. I'll double check with Dallas. That one's kind of as well as 50-50 for me. So they lose to the Cowgirls. Uh, At the Jets. And a dub. At Tampa. L. Okay. Hosting Miami. Uh, dub. All right. Dub. Unless I had them splitting this one, but I don't think I had them splitting any other. Probably not. Let me, or wrong one here. Let me see. Carolina Shack. <laughs> oh, yeah. You do have them beating. Uh, They will lose to the Panthers the second time around. And then at Atlanta, yeah, L to Atlanta. That's how I'm wrong. Gotcha. <clears throat> so we'll win one, two, three, four, five, six games. So six and eleven. Yeah. Six and eleven for the Saints. Jameis, you better uh, say your prayers there, buddy. <laughs> I mean. What do you expect of a man taking that job in for? <laughs> I don't have them doing too much better. <coughs> so I've got, <coughs> excuse me, uh, versus Green Bay, L, at Carolina, L, at New England, L. It's going to be people calling for Jameis' job. Uh, the Giants, dub, at Washington, L, at Seattle, L. Um, hosting Tampa, I said win that one. Uh, the... Falcons hosting them, dub. They're going to go to Tennessee and upset the Titans. Take that, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, at Philly, easy dub. Versus Buffalo, this is where your winning series stops. L, Dallas, L. At the Jets, dub. At Tampa, you're not winning here. Uh, versus Miami, so you're all going to lose that one. Uh, versus the Panthers, second time around, dub. And then at Atlanta, L. Seven and ten. I'd be one game ahead of what Shaq had predicted. Moving right along here. 
Last but certainly not least is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, yeah, so we'll go ahead and again go with Shaq. They start off the season against Philly. Shaq has Atlanta winning that one at Tampa. I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah, them losing that. Uh, at the Giants, you have them winning that one. Versus Washington, you also have them winning that one. Okay, three and one, baby. Versus the Jets, Shaq, what you got on that one? I dub. Four and one. What do you mean, Matt Ryan? <laughs> L. All right, they go to Miami. Yeah. A little hot out there, catching L. Uh, dub against the Carolina. <laughs> At the Saints. L. Okay. Uh, Dallas. Dallas, you have. Oh, you have winning that one. Okay. New England. L. Okay. At the Jags. Uh, This was also a hard game for me to call. (laughs) It's a whole new team, I feel like, in a way. I'm going to say Jacksonville be feeling themselves. They can catch an L to Jacksonville. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, L to Tampa. Okay. At Dumb. Carolina, <laughs> probably, yeah. Then at San Fran. San Fran. We can check that at the bottom here. Looking for Atlanta. All right. So they lose to San Fran. Uh, then they host the Lonely Lions. Go back up here to the NFC North. Alright, you have the Falcons beating them at the Bills. Buffalo L. <laughs> New Orleans. I think I have New Orleans beating them, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. I. Uh, yeah, you have the Falcons winning that one. Oh. Hold on, did you have? Yeah, you have them splitting, so. Yeah, so I guess either way, I guess it's just the other way around. So let's just put. Or yeah, that was the right way around the first time. Anyway, yeah, you have them splitting against the uh, Saints. One way or another, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine wins. Okay, nine and eight. That's a very not good, bad at all. Good enough to our first round knockout of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> we your, record. Your, your schedule's got off. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Falcons fans, strap in, baby. It's not going to be a fun ride. Uh, versus the Eagles, you're going to come out strong and get a dub, and then you're going to hit a little rough patch here. At, at Tampa, L. At Giants, L. Hosting the Washington football team, L. Hosting the Jets, L. This is the Falcons schedule, right? Okay, just making sure that all these red L's were, you know, somebody else. I mean, the team has a red logo, so. <laughs> Good point. Um, at Miami L, hosting the Panthers, dub. At Saints L, at Cowboys L, hosting my Patriots L. At the Jags, dub. Hosting the Bucks L, 
at Carolina L, at San Francisco L, hosting the Lions L, at Buffalo L, and the Saints dub. That's four wins for you guys. I had miscounted the first time around, so four and 13 for the Atlanta Falcons. That puts you guys at a very low. It does not matter because all reality, the bugs are going to come up out of the conference. That was the uh, foregone conclusion. It's like after these long, complicated route, the bugs will be the worst commodity. So, on that same subject, how far do you think Tampa will go in the playoffs? I see them as another Super Bowl. They fell under the slots in the Super Bowl. I see. I don't. We'll wait until. just before the season starts to predict the final outcome of the whole year. But it's the world versus Tampa right now. Yeah. Just where to think of, but I, I cannot see a situation where Tampa does not come out of the NFC again this year. Like some magical not magical, but some like catastrophe would happen that the team they got key players falling out, catching right, COVID, right. catching injuries. injuries. But if they stay healthy, if all the teams stay healthy, Tampa will be Yeah. I just can't see them not not coming to the NFC. So, uh, yeah, I, to me, the NFC Championship game will be Seahawks Bucks, which ironically I think that was my prediction last. Season. I would find that so much more entertaining than most other matchups to see Seahawks mm-hmm. and Bucks go through. Like two yeah. really good quarterbacks and a team that have offensive weapons, and it's just be. Yeah, that, last year's was extremely entertaining too, mm-hmm. but for some reason I feel like Seattle and Green Bay are gonna end up in the divisional round against each other, and I think somehow, some way, Seattle's gonna knock them off in that second round and then go to the the uh, conference finals um, or conference championships basketball. Uh, yeah, and then again we'll predict that come a bit later on, but. Yeah, some reason I don't see Green Bay uh, doing too hot in the playoffs this season. I think it's all going to come to a boil, mm-hmm. all this drama stuff, and they're just going to kind of fall apart against whoever it may be. I'm predicting it's Seattle, but um, not that it really matters in that case. And I think that will be probably Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer. Yes, he's got to lose that game. But like, yeah, <laughs> right. That was the final straw. Uh, so, do you agree that it'll also be Seattle-Tampa as the NFC Championship Seattle-Tampa. It's so weird not to, like, see my team as a contender for shit yeah. anymore. It's like, yeah, they're always going to do okay. They're not going to be, like, a dreadful team. They're going to be a middle-of-the-pack team. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, like, even if they make playoffs this year, I just do not see them making it past first round at all. I got you. Well, Get to that once we hit the AFC North. I might have some, might have some surprising takes on that one, but <laughs> we'll see, folks. Uh, anyway, yeah, that'll wrap it up for this week's show. If you do not follow us already, what you um, been doing? Yeah, if you aren't following us, you ain't following anybody really. Exactly. Uh, it is at AFR Sports, right on the uh, other side of my head there. Uh, First try. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're on uh, Instagram and TikTok with the kids. Uh, so that's where you can see all the 
possibly informative stuff, usually funny stuff there. Um, and then keep up with what we're going to be talking about on the next episode. You can weigh in on polls, uh, the whole nine yards. So at AFR Sports on both Instagram and on TikTok. So be sure to give us a follow. It's free. It's fun. It's fantastic. That's all I really have to say about that. Look, anything to do with this AFR, it's going to be fantastic and wonderful. You enjoy the content. Just subscribe to all three of them or infinity amount. Of them. Right. So, no, it does exactly. not matter. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. There it is. The hub. I'm sure we'll. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the trio right there. The. the <laughs> holy trio (laughs) that will do it for this week's episode folks uh yeah if you want to weigh in with your top five running backs that are currently playing that right that are currently currently playing playing, leave that down in the comments below if you're watching the replay see you all next week for a interesting new uh segment on this show and uh, possibly have some interesting announcements coming up shortly as far as what's coming in the next month or so, but we'll get into that right now. Just tune yeah. in next week. That's saying a little teaser for y'all. Yeah, yep. right. Little little tease right there. Yeah. <laughs> we will see you all next week. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Peace. <laughs>